0: Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 33, year 2. Tonight, we're going to talk about everything. There's been so much happening this week, we don't even have time for a guest. So stay tuned, the Mouthpiece is next. Welcome, welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 33, year 2. Rolling on along. Um, What a week it's been. Very interesting week. Uh, We'll talk about, start off, we're going to talk about the sign-stealing thing that's going on with Major League Baseball. Um, I think it's a really big deal, and it's really something, of course, as a diehard Dodger fan, that has really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, But I didn't really get the grasp of how big this uh sign stealing was. I mean, I know this. A major league baseball player, if they know what pitch is coming, is going to hit it 9 out of 10 times. They just are. It's just the way it is. If you're look if you know a fastball's coming, you're going to hit it. If you know a changeup's coming, you're going to hit it. <laughs> if you know a slider's coming, you're going to lay off of it. Uh and uh, that's what was going on with the uh, Houston Astros uh, during their home games. Uh, and they went eight and one in the postseason of 2017. Uh, they, I mean, they just, it was just unbelievable. I look back and, you know, when the Dodgers lost that game 12 to 11 to the Kershaw game where they led four nothing uh they they knew it was coming i mean and they waited and once they they chased them and uh it's a it's really big to me because i was uh, uh talking with oral hershizer uh, today and and he said the sty, sign stealing video electronically is way 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 worse than anything that happened during the steroid era. And I agree with him 100%. Just remember, during the steroid era, uh, you have to take steroids. Then you must work out in the gym like six hours a day to build your muscles. And then you still have to hit the ball. Um, In this situation, anybody that's a minor leaguer from A-ball double a triple a major league or even less if they know what pitch is coming they're going to hit it and uh and he confirmed that to me today and uh, so uh it was very uh you know interesting people's point of views Uh, i was listening watching some polls 76 percent think there should be uh the players should be outed and they should be suspended or fined um uh, Oral Hershiser also agree with me that the players need to be outed and the the fines need to be way more substantial. That this is way bigger and that they're trying to appease the public by what they did. He he feels there should be a a uh, a four a four year ban on their draft picks, first and second round. Uh, a lot of people feel their titles should be vacated now. I don't agree with that for one reason only. Uh, as y'all remember USC in 2005 when they won the national championship and all the thing that came off with Reggie Bush and they took away their national title and they took away Reggie Bush's Heisman or the bottom or whatever it was but the bottom line is is we all know who won that year and uh, we all know Reggie Bush won the Heisman. So no matter whatever happens they're all going to be no, you know, the 2017 Astros will always be considered world champions. Now, you know, can you put an asterisk next to it? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's. I think it's. I thought it was just insane people talking when it's first come out at the beginning of the week. But uh, you know, maybe maybe it, it's not so insane. Uh, I mean, they literally they stole the World Series. I mean, you talk about the Black Sox scandal where they threw the World Series. This is stealing the World Series, literally. Uh, and uh, as a Dodger fan, I had the best team they ever had that year. I mean, yeah, it's it stings a little. Uh, I, I don't like El um, Tuve's response. He's like the leader of that team. He's so well-liked in the Major League Baseball. I really believe he should have came out with a statement saying, hey, yes, we knew about this. We were doing it. Uh, We look back and uh, it was unethical. We didn't realize how bad the – how unethical it was or some kind of statement, even though they know how bad it was. There needs to be a statement by somebody there. But the other day, he's like, oh, you know, people are saying that they had electronic stuff attached to him that would buzz, one, when it was a change-up, two. I, I don't believe that. That's probably just more fake news. So, so of course, he defended himself against that. Uh, but I, there's nobody from the team made a statement yet. And I just believe... You know, I. I I believe by the players not being punished and nobody making a statement, it just makes them look worse. And if they want not their valid to be validated as champions of 2017, um, I think somebody needs to make a statement or it, it, it's going to start spreading. Like it's already spreading like wildfire, like people wanting their, their championship vacated. Uh, I think I saw a poll 53% said that, uh, the championship should be vacated. I mean, that's a high number. You know, if somebody from the team doesn't like come out in a press conference to the public, I, I mean, that number is going to grow and grow and grow. And then there would, you know, they, it, it, one thing about news, if, if anybody pays attention, knows that it just, it's like a plague. It just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies. So, um, it's something that somebody I think in the Astros should should nip in the butt. Uh, going back uh, the, start towards Monday of the week, we uh, a new national champion, the LSU Tigers. Uh, you know, congratulations for them. I think uh, Coach O. I always liked him, and as a USC fan, uh, I was really upset they let him go because i think the team went five and one as him as an interim coach and i thought he he made the players play hard for him and when you watch how how like even when joe burrow on the heisman how he um you know reacted and gave so much credit to coach oh i could see the guy's a really nice guy i mean his raspy voice makes him somewhat sound or look stupid i think that's what people used was like the thing people used to always say about him but god bless him he seems like the nicest guy in the world and even though uh, i was kind of pulling for clemson uh i guess i was ha- happy i i had no uh no uh horse in the race so it made no difference to me all the sharps were on clemson and under and uh it ends up going well lsu and over but it uh you could actually say it split because the sharps got the number at 69 they went under 69 and went all the way down to 65 at game time so uh i did call a couple of sharp people and they they gave me that i gave those numbers to friends cuz i don't bet and uh, couple of friends didn't listen and they ended up winning which was good so uh, the week started off like that Uh, that was pretty fun then uh, I went to go see my dad I hadn't seen him in about a month because my pain's been real bad and my car was in the shop for three weeks Uh, so I want to see me that went to go see my dad I was in a lot of pain Uh, so I took I normally take these uh, things called Robax and they're a muscle relaxer and they help a lot with the pain and I took two thirty milligrams of Adderall instead Uh, and it was crazy so I was like bouncing off the walls all Monday night and uh, uh Next, thing I know it's now 8 p.m. Tuesday night. I mean, I tried everything to go to sleep, but I had never in my life took 60 milligrams of Adderall at one time. And I mean, I didn't—I didn't realize I had done it until I was bouncing off the walls and I was sweating like crazy and I was like, "What in the?" F-? And I couldn't stop talking. And and I go and look at my pill case, and the the two O O-backs were still there, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I took two Adderalls." And I tried everything I could to go to get sleep, couldn't get to sleep. And then the debates were like uh, five o'clock at night. On Tuesday, We, I ate, we went to go grab some food, and I came back and I kind of passed out watching them. We go on a weekday, three Wednesday. I, I ended up sleeping all day. I finally went to sleep at eight o'clock at night, slept till like three in the afternoon Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> So then, uh, I got a uh, invite to play on PokerGo, and uh, if you don't have a subscription, you can uh, get a ten percent off a uh, year-round subscription to PokerGo. Just put in promo code mouth, promo code mouth at PokerGo. Um, and uh, so I'm, you know, I'm on that a lot. I've been on a lot, a lot lately. I've been successful. Uh, end up playing. I knew I was playing in the game for five and a half hours because at the same time, Wednesday night, a uh, a home game uh, got put together with um, some famous people, but the difference between me and Phil is I'm not going to name drop because I don't do those things. And so I ended up playing on Poker Go and uh, I uh, booked a $38,000 win, and that's the good news. The bad news is uh, 50% of it went to um, someone else <laughs> because I'm um, being very careful to try and build build up my money without going broke again. And so I have no problem selling pieces of myself. I think I've made a uh, fucking Helmuth over like 125000 this year. He's such a lucky fuck. Guy. the guy the guy doesn't even ever have to play again all he has to do is take pieces of me in games you know I think I'm 22 for 23 last 20 that's what, last time 23 times we, he took a piece of me so uh, you know I, I actually c- could afford to play in the game now but I'm I'm just uh, I don't want to take a big loss that would you know really hurt my bankroll uh, so I'm being I'm being I've never done this before this is like a whole new mic you know, being game-selected, money management. Uh, these are things I never did. So <laughs> that's the new me. So uh, and then uh, came this uh, big uh, private game I was in, and uh, we were, the game was big. I ended up uh, getting about <clears throat> 30% of myself in this game uh, because I... It was going to be less. It was going to be like 20, 25%. But I said, well, I'll just take the 19 I won today. I'll I'll put up 20 of the game. And uh, I ended up putting up like 15. It was a 50K buy-in. So um, I end up playing for an hour and a half. And uh, at the end of an hour and a half, I was... Uh, 120,000 winner. I end up winning 94, so I got about 31 in my pocket, which is a lot of money for me. So, to have, I mean, for me to win 50K in a day, uh, that is uh, an enormous amount of money to my bankroll. Um, like, it, it, as crazy as it sounds, it's like almost life changing for me right now because now. I'm in a spot where, uh, for the first time in four years, I don't have to worry about if I lose, will I be able to eat the next day, or if I, you know, can I, if I take a big loss, you know, like you know, can I go broke? Uh, so um, this was big for me. Um, it's gotten me almost to my goal, which is uh, I'm about fifty thousand short of my goal. Of my bankroll, uh, in which I said, when I reach that point, uh, every single person that I still owe money to will get paid one hundred percent of whatever I win after I reach my bankroll goal, um, which I'm very close to. And uh, I, you know, I, I I knew that if I stayed working hard, stayed out of paying, good things would happen. Um, they have. You know, it's unfortunate that it should be a lot I've already should have reached my goal and I've paid out a lot of money that I owe and I for people out there think I owe a lot it's not that much you know it's about maybe 220,000 I think I owe so it's like in the poker world and the games I play in it's uh it's just nothing but I have to be careful I need to win and uh, I need to put myself in a spot where I don't do what I did two years in a row, which was win, pay out, 75% of what I won, lose two days in a row, and go broke. That's never happening again. I, you know, if people I, that I do owe money to, you know, they have to understand, you know, as long as I'm in action, and I, 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 they'll always get paid. You know, if I'm out of action, you can't get paid. So uh, this uh, idea that I decided to, after the world series this year which was to not pay anybody that i owe until i reach a certain bankroll so i don't go broke again uh is worked out really well the only different problem is is the last couple months the pain's been real bad and i have only been able to play like three times uh lucky for me i booked three three nice wins so and it's crazy so because thursday was the only day i've been out of pain in the last like Well, I've been out of pain twice in the last nine days, and that was one of them. It was Thursday night. So I know the man upstairs is looking after me because, you know, just to be in so much pain every day and and then no pain on Thursday and for uh, me to run as good as I did, it was pretty amazing. Uh, You know, the the big big hand uh, uh, that I won in this uh, private game is is a pretty hand i like that I'll, I'll talk to you guys about because um it ends up being a uh, but a 140k pot uh i misplayed it pre-flop i misplayed it on the flop i misplayed it on the turn and i misplayed it on the river and that's that's how you win 140k pots you know you have to just fucking get it in fucking bad well I, I didn't get it in bad I got not 80% of the money in with the nuts but but I still I'll tell you guys how bad I played it so uh the guy in the game uh uh was probably I, I don't know he's, they, they told me he was the liveest one in the game I I not been playing that long I was like 23k winner uh when this hand came up i i won a big pot with a raise or a re-raise i four bet aces guy five bet me to like twenty thousand, and then i six bet shove him for another 30 and he folded and so that's how i got like 23 winner when this when this hand comes up so goes raise to seven is 100 200 game uh it's really big it's 100 200 with a kitty um if you guys don't know what a kitty is is if you win a pot out of the small blind, you win the kitty. But as soon as someone ki- wins the kitty, the small blind puts up a thousand. Everybody throws in five hundred, so there's five thousand already on the kitty. That's a lot of money in a hundred any game. Uh, and then it goes around the table, and if nobody, nobody's small blind wins the pot, another five hundred gets added. This creates a lot of actions. Creates people like three betting, or like. 25,000 out of the small blind, you know, and the guy doesn't have a, any kind of hand, you know, they have to fold or you know, they got to be willing to put in like like 20,000 or something crazy with like ace jack offsuit or so. It's not easy. So, creates a lot of action. Um I'm in the small blind, I got ace to hearts. So, it was raise, call, call and you know, a lot of people would just re-raise big here. Small blind, 5,500. I think it was 6,000. The Kitty was small. I just got one. And uh, I just call. Big blind calls. Flop come ace, king, eight of diamonds. So I flop aces up. Uh, I think I'm supposed to lead here, see what people do. I, uh, I mean, that's what Mike, the old Mike usually does. Maybe the correct play might have been a full check. I don't know. I decided to check. The razor bets like fifteen hundred into like five K. Uh, last time I saw him do that, he had nothing. Uh, so uh, it goes fold fold. Uh, I call out of the small blind. Uh, Turn card came with six of clubs. Check. He bets forty five hundred now. Uh, again, less about a third pot. I make it fifteen thousand. Uh, he calls. Uh, the river comes an ace, and I bet fifteen thousand again, and he makes it fifty thousand. Now, I know he's got a full house. Okay, I uh, mean there's nothing else he can really have here. Um, so I actually have uh, forty one left, so it's thirty five thousand more to me, and I have six behind. Now, of course. I should have just snap called it you know what i mean but i took like i'm talking to you now i took an extra 30 seconds and i started thinking da, 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 and i count my chips and i asked him i say straight out i'm like i just want you to know i beat every hand but ace king right and i'm like do you really have ace king and uh, i'm looking at him and uh he didn't like when i said i beat every hand but ace king anyway so then i call i mean i couldn't have took more than 60 seconds in this hand actually i was trying to replay the hand uh and my thought process out loud uh to my girl because they were all saying i slow rolled the guy on this hand and my i counted it one time 31 seconds then I threw in a bunch of other bullshit, and I came to like 49 seconds. This is with my girl. I just said, just just count one, two, three, till I tell her to stop. And so they're like, some people are saying I took four minutes to call, and I'm, there was no way I took more than 90, 90 seconds, and it was probably less than sixty. I, I would say it took sixty seconds, you know. But you know, people will be, you know, it's like one guy the greatest funny ever was a guy in the game that said it's what what the fuck took you so long to call it's, it's only 35,000 it's not like you're playing for your house or something and i kind of said well yeah well kind of is <laughs> i mean 35,000 you know a lot of my bankroll you know what i mean even though i only had a third of myself you know it's still you know, what's a third 10,000 love 12 000. that's a lot of money to me right now so uh uh, that you know, then I called, and everybody's crazy. Yeah, oh, how could you slow roll him like that? I'm like, I didn't slow roll anybody. I told him out loud, I beat every hand but Ace King. And I'm like, and I asked the person, and I said, I go, you heard me say that, right? And he shook his head, yes. But everybody in the game still insisting that I slow rolled him, and you know, they're making me feel bad. And so, uh, the bottom line was, he had pocket kings. Okay, which is what I knew he had, Ace King or King King you know it's like it was 50 50 so they're like i by me saying i beat every hand but ace king and then i looked at him after i said that i mean that's you know that's when i called i knew he wanted to puke when i said that you know and they're like oh you're slow rolling you're slow rolling i mean it, it's thirty-five thousand. that's a, you know like i mean it's I know to these guys, I mean, it's a game, you know, these home games, they throw around hundred thousands like they're dollar bills. But, um, you know, it's. Uh, I, I wanted to take my time, you know. This is, this is, I know I'm playing well when I'm taking my time to make a decision, whether it's with the second nuts or whether it's with no pair, you know. You have to play the game right. And uh, so I end up, like it ends up, I think I missed, I should have probably folded pre-flop uh or uh well with the kitty I really couldn't fold. But uh you know, whatever. Maybe I should've led the flop. Maybe I never get to the river, like check raise the turn. I'm probably supposed to check call the turn. And uh but maybe by check raising the turn it got him to move in the fifty K, which I, I would move in the fifty K too. If if I check raise the turn it looks like I got I got a flush, right? So if he's holding three kings Board pairs, he's always going to think he's good. So, um, but I mean, my read was right. He had ace, king, or three kings. I mean, and that's what he had. So people are mad that I took 60 seconds to call on a 50-50 proposition. You're never folding second nuts. So just snap call it. Well, I am probably am never folding, but because I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, I took the extra time and... God, that I get ridiculed for it, but, uh, everything was good at the end, everybody was happy, nobody, you know, everybody wasn't upset that I, I you know, that I, even the guy had happened to, I gave him a hug, I apologized, he says, don't worry, Mike, you're, you're cool, you know, it's all good, and so it was not a big problem, so, and I ended up, uh, with a, with the biggest, uh, winning day that I've had, um, in nine years, uh, even though I only had a third of myself, you know, it was uh, it was substantial for me, a substantial win because I haven't been able to play the last couple of months. Only one other time, you know, being able to add to my a nice little chunk to my bankroll uh, after not only playing one other time in the last month is uh, was really good. So it's been it was a really good week. Uh, everything was was crazy, you know. I, started off the week by taking two Adderalls by accident being up for a day and a half uh being in terrible pain you know the next two days and then being pain-free Thursday and able to to book these wins uh were really 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 good and uh, speaking of private games this is something that uh, I decided I was going to talk about on on the podcast today um it's just really bad for poker now Private games in the casinos, I'm talking. Uh, and I've played in a, in, a, in, in a few, and I've been locked out of a few, and I just think they need to not be there. There can't be you decide the lineup in a casino. I just think it's bad. Uh, it's kind of like the old days. It's kind of like poaching players out of the casino. It's the same thing. Uh, you know, if they were going to play the Bellagio, they wanted to play the Aria. They already would go crazy and accuse people of poaching people to uh, go play in other casinos. Well, they took all the fish and they put them in one game in the private games, whether it's No Limit uh, or uh, Mixed Games, whatever it is. And uh, I've, I've, ne- I've not played in the private Mixed Game. I played in it once at the end of the night, uh, uh, and I lost like 10000 and uh, I've never, then I played in another, it was another game there, but that was when we, after we filmed it on Poker Go, we went and started our game. And I, I won big in that game. But uh, uh, as far as private games, I, they just don't let me in them uh, in the casinos. Uh, and once in a while, I get to play a couple of No Limit games, which I've done well in. Uh, so, um, but I'm really against them. And we were talking about it on Poker Go the other day Uh, that if uh, what are we going to do about it? Is there anything we could do about it? And we all looked at each other and said there's nothing we could do about it and it's only going to get worse. Uh, I just see it's bad for for a place to be taking double or triple rake to make the game private in a casino. I I think it's just really bad for business. It sets a bad precedent. Um, It's something we, we need to work on getting rid of and I don't even care if if I was in the games every day I would say the same fucking things uh I'm not a hypocrite like a lot of people uh one guy runs one of the private games uh he wasn't allowed to play in in when he was at the Borgata in New Jersey and all he did is whine and cry about how bad private games were until he was able to start a zone and now it's all good that's a hypocrite uh I, I'm going to be against it. I'll always be against it. Uh, I'll never be a guy that wants to start. Everybody should just play, you know, and be put on the list. And, hey, if you want to start a game where eight of you all show up at one time and you start a game, that's fine. But there needs to be able people to put their names on the list and not have a game break the second one person leaves. I, I mean, that's just whatever even then i wouldn't even mind you know uh but they you know because there's going to be people stuck and when somebody leaves uh and there's other people in the game they're going to want the game going uh but they uh they don't even allow a list or anybody to get in the game and it's really wrong in all whether it's the no limit games that i've gotten in a couple times or the mixed game private games it's just it's bad it's bad for poker uh there, it's 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 basically greed is what it is. So, but as far as private games at home, people playing at home, you can play whatever you want at your home. You know, if people they're able to start to play a mixed game at their own home with the people that they're playing with. I got no problem with it. Should never be allowed in a casino. I'll always be against it, and nobody will ever change my mind. And hopefully, we can get it under control and do something about it. Okay, everybody. It's that time of the show where you all get rich. It's my pick of the week. Yeah, no, I'm 6 13 on my pick of the week. Uh, That's uh, almost uh, a pretty good uh, 66% checker rating, almost, whatever it is. A lot, maybe more. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you know what, though? Interesting going into these final two games. Uh, you got a uh, San Francisco seven seven and a half point favorites. You have Kansas City seven point favorites. Um, you got to pick one of them as your pick of the week, right? So the bottom line is I I'm fifty fifty. This it's tough to, to can Mike lose a 50-50 proposition, right? So I two games to pick from. So there's four sides. So actually, I'm I'm twenty five percent to get it right. This is. So here we go. I'm going to go with, I can't believe I'm going to do it. I can't believe I'm going to do it, but I am. I, I'm going to lay the seven with the Kansas City Chiefs this week. as my pick of the week. Now, um, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I. The thing is, is can Derrick Henry one, run for 180 yards again or more? He's done it, the only player in NFL history to do it three straight weeks. He ran for 188 against the Kansas City defense uh, when they played earlier in the year. Now, he the guy looks like a Mack Chuck that can't be stopped. If t- the Tennessee is able to do what they did on that touchdown where they went up 14-0 over Baltimore, where they play action to Henry and throw deep and are able to be successful, the Tennessee... And, and Henry's able to run for 150 The Tennessee Titans will win the game If, if Henry runs for 150 The Titans are going to win the game Now you ask yourself Well, that nobody stopped them before And Kansas City's run defense isn't very good They gave 180 to them last time Why are you picking the Chiefs, Mike? I mean, well, it's, honestly It's just a gut feeling I have Know, but you know what? It's crazy. I just, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just said all year long I felt the Chiefs were going to win the Super. Well, I thought I'm not gonna lie, the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs were my second choice. I always felt they'd come out of the AFC. With that said, there's other ways to look at it. I mean, they've uh, uh, the last two teams to succeed to win the first two games of the playoffs. Both went on to win the Super Bowl. So you got that going against me there. But I'm going to take the Chiefs, minus 7, as my pick of the week. Now, I don't bet, as you guys know, but I don't see either one of the home teams losing. I think, uh, I I just think if you put a two-team teaser together with minus 1 and and 1.5 on uh, Frisco and Kansas City, But what do I know? We're talking about the biggest sports loser I've ever lived. Anyway, that's it, guys. That's my pick of the week. We'll be right back here on The Mouthpiece. The Mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com also follow me at the themouthmatiseau on twitter for times that our call in segment will be live okay it's time for our favorite time of the show our phone call segment let's see what our fans have to say this week so let's light up the lines. Welcome to the mouthpiece, it's Mike. Hey, Mike, John from Cleveland, how are you? Hey, John, how's it going, man? What's been up? Uh,
1: First thing with the poker, I just wanted to get your take and see if they're moving in the right direction with all of the events that were just posted for the World Series. A lot of just single rebuys.
0: Right. Uh, Well, I mean, that's better than where it used to be. I would, uh, I heard that, I have not looked at the schedule yet. I've heard about that, and I think it is a move in the right direction. I'm hoping that that hopefully that they'll go back to um, the only ones where you have a single re-entry being the, the Colossus or like the smaller buy-ins. But, you know, I think anything over 1,500 should go, absolutely be freeze outs you know i'm a big i'm so big on this it's something i'm i really want to put my foot down and have you know come about because you know tournament poker has always been about e- even and out the playing field and when you're letting people that unlimited re-entries and you know buy what day two re-entry i, I i'm just against it so you know. Right. So that's Yeah, uh,
1: I mean a lot of the one Ks were just the uh, the rebuys, but it's just like even for like the freeze outs, everyone's just like, Well if you come to Vegas and lose Aces versus Kings, it's like, well you don't have to risk your whole stack with Kings free slots. So it's like you're allowed to fold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. But you know, the, the math guys they they don't they would never they don't ever fold. They don't I mean, it's it's a different philosophy, you know, it's a different thought process. I think I really think analytics are important, you know, and it's one of the reasons why I'm spending a lot of time learning it. But I, I, I just don't see uh, if you get somebody who has a great feel and is great in reading people and great and 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 make a great folds and all those things, you know, you put that together with with, with the analytics, I think you're going to be a great player. But, like, I tell people all the time, you can't teach talent. I think the GTO analytics will, can make anybody uh, not be a losing player. But I'm not so sure it can make anybody a, a great poker player. So that's my, always right. my opinions on that. So we'll see.
1: So, so I mean, do you think if, like, the World Series takes a big loss this year that they'll be like, well, fuck you guys and you're – rules will just have as many rebuys as you want for all of
0: that. No, they're never they're never gonna take a loss. I mean they make a hundred million every every summer. So what? So they'll make ninety million <laughs> instead? Right. The, I mean <laughs> I mean uh boo hoo on them, you know? So uh they uh they need to they the thing that's important, they need to look out for the future of poker. I'm more worried about you know there's a lot of thing I'm going I'm talking about this week on the podcast that is uh you know really important and it's uh you know it, it's a lot also it has to do with um, you know I'm going to talk a little bit about private games this week and how bad they really are for poker like private games in in in, in the uh in the casinos so you know I'm going right. to talk about that a lot so Anyways, I got another call coming in. Have a great Go weekend, ahead, and I'll talk for, uh, to you soon. Thanks for answering. You got it. Later. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike.
1: Oh,
2: hi, Mike. I just had a question. Uh, I'm a young poker player currently okay. in college, and I was just wondering if you would recommend starting off playing more online poker or like live cash games or live at the casino. Uh,
0: that's that. That's a really interesting question. Um, both are so different. Um if you're going to start playing online I I do recommend going to um Jonathan Little's coaching site where they teach um GTO and all the basic math that's very very crucial to playing online poker and in where you if you start playing live uh you're going to be playing a lot of math, but a lot more feel and a lot more playing the player. So there are two different games, but if you're going to play online, I think it's very crucial that you learn um, uh, Game Theory Optimal uh, GTO. So, uh, you know, that's where it comes to. Now, if you, if you go do that, you know, you're talking about putting in a lot of work to really understanding it uh, if you start playing live. Uh, you're gonna put a, have to put a lot of work in, also, but it'll be more putting in hours to understand how different people play and getting a different feel for for different people. So uh, it's just all it's all up to you. And you know, with you know, the United States not having online, uh, there is some online sites, of course, but uh, and it will be probably coming back in a couple of years, but. As of right now, I mean, you probably might be best starting out, you know, playing small limit live and uh, and just trying to focus on what different players do and trying to learn from that. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks for calling. Later. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Yep. Hey, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Oh, what's up, man? What's up, man? How are you doing?
3: Uh, just watching this uh, UFC fight. What's yeah, going on? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm getting uh, ready to do here. I'm just taking some phone calls for the show this week, and uh, and uh, then going to watch the fight. Fight starts at nine, right?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the main ones later on. Yeah, I just had uh, I just had like a uh, couple of uh, poker questions. Mm-hmm. If you uh, have the time here, sure. Basically, uh, I mostly play uh, PLO and uh, Hold'em and I know you're regarded as uh, very good at uh, 08. I was wondering, um, what would what would you say is the best way for someone that hasn't played much limit 08 other than playing the game uh, to learn? Is there any, like, uh, literature or any sort of uh, um,
0: that's uh, good things
3: off the top of your head?
0: There, there really isn't right now. Now, I'm going to be... Uh, opening a teaching site here in the next couple months, probably in March uh, where I'm going to be going over split game strategy and stuff. Uh, But right now um, you know I I really recommend uh, is there's an old Full Tilt book out Full Tilt Poker book and in that book I wrote a big chapter on Omaha 8 and everybody has come up to me over the years and told me that that chapter is the greatest advice you can ever teach or or learn about Omaha eight or better, um, right? So uh, there's but that, you yourself are going to be doing.
3: Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. You yourself are going to be doing uh, like so, some sort of uh, course on eight.
0: Yes, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be doing limit limit game strategies, all different limit game strategies, uh, and uh, I'm going to be doing. Uh, no limit PLO but I'm you know I'm gonna have a lot one of my very dear friends that uh, that uh, really studies no limit uh, GTO and all kinds of analytics of the game uh, be part of that teaching in that part where my uh, most even though I think I love the way I play no limit uh, uh, I know these guys are A little ahead of the curve of me And this is why I've been trying to learn The analytics of No Limit Uh, You know just like any uh, Whether it's basketball, baseball, football You know sports Almost everything is analytic driven But you can't I just believe You you can't be straight up Analytic You have to to be great You have to be born with The ability to have that the, the instincts you know what I'm saying the gut instincts that are right and uh, it, it, to me be to be great I really believe you have to have the instincts plus the analytics so me myself I'm learning the analytics of no limit uh, adding that to what I believe I've always been one of the be- top 10 five top five card readers in the world so we're to see what happens with that uh, you know being my age can I can I be one of the best no limit players in the world again. Um, I, if I put the work in, you know, we'll see, you know. But it's gonna right. be it's gonna be tough, you know, with my injury and my uh not being able to put the hours in, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best, you know, I'm gonna do whatever right. I can.
3: Well you know? on like a basic on just like a standard week, how how often do you still even play? I mean do you play well, like one day a week? Yeah, well do that's do
0: you... a... Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's been since November 15th since I got home from Florida. I've literally been in chronic pain again for two and a half months. So I've played like four times. Lucky for me, I've booked big wins all four times, uh, which has allowed me to, to get by. But I went, you know, I went and got a pain shot on Friday and... Uh, I got injections the week before, and it's just very frustrating because, like, when I got the spinal cord stimulator put in last January nineteenth or January twenty second of two thousand nineteen, I mean, I had been eighty five percent of my pain had been reduced, and now it's it's just back to what I dealt with for three and a half years. So it's very very frustrating. But um, uh, I know the guy upstairs is watching over me because. I uh, just had a really great week in poker. I played one day and just booked the biggest winning day I've had in nine years. So uh, that, oh, that's was, awesome. that was great. You know, it's just like I was able to come home and uh, and uh, and know that there's the pressure now to, to have to play for the next two, two months or whatever it is, is off of me. You know, two, three months. If I don't play a hand of poker, you know, I don't have to worry about my bills being covered. It's just it was really, really a a great day for me, and I'm I'll be talking about that on the podcast this week. But uh, yeah, so yeah, obviously
3: ho- you know how much tougher it is to win when you have to win.
0: Yeah, when you have to win, it's 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 so tough, and it's like you know, I it's like it's incredible. The only day I've been pain free in the last like thirteen was Thursday when I played in two big games and I play great and ran. I got kind of lucky on a big pot, but you know, I'm allowed to get lucky. So, uh, sure. you know, so the, there's another Omaha eight book by, I think his name is uh, Ray Z. He was a split game book. You can take a look at that. Uh, if you're interested in that for Okay. Now. um, but that's, uh, my advice to you, but, I appreciate the call right and yeah, uh, thanks, enjoy the fights and uh, good luck to yeah, you at the you tables. Do.
3: All right, man. Take, Take care. care,
0: man. Later. Yo, welcome to the mouthpiece, is Mike? Mike Matt. What's up, buddy? We were
1: just talking about you. Hey, we're uh, I'm at a, I'm at a home game now. All right. Um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite cash game?
0: Uh. I honestly love to play mixed games. Um, I've been a, one of the best mixed game players in the world for 20 years. I mean everybody thinks I'm a you know no limit player because I'm I'm really good at no limit tournaments but I mean I, I play no limit good too, but I, I'm just really good at mixed games. I like playing eight, 10, 12, 20 different games, whatever. You know, because I'm good at all of them. And when you play mixed games and there's 14, uh, 20 games in the mix, I play 19 of them at a high level. Most people play 8 to 10 at a high level. So that gives me a, a pretty big edge. So that's what I kind of like to do. But lately, I mean, it's been all no limit for me for the last three months. I played mixed games like once. uh and did really well. But uh, I've been fortunate to, to get invites to some really good home games that have allowed me to book some really good wins and kind of not have to play as much because the pain I have been dealing with again, which sucks shit. So
1: I get you. you know but, what do you think about Omaha High low? Well, well, I mean.
0: I mean that's what, that's probably my best game without a doubt, all, you know matter of fact I know any, any form of Omaha 8 are my best game you know but I, it's, it's crazy that it sounds as good as I am at it I fucking hate playing it <laughs> it's kind of like a lot of things people do they that they're good a lot of people are there's a lot of things they are really good at but they hate doing you know it's like it's kind of like that I, I'm more like trying to as I grow older I'm just Trying to always playing games where I'm the best or the second best player, and no matter what game limit or it is, and poker's always been about game selection, something I never was very good at. <laughs> that fact, if you ask people, they'll say, <laughs> Nobody's I challenged everybody head up, I played three handed with the best in the world, I never gave a fuck. But you know, you grow older, you go through all the shit I've been through, and and now it's all, I mean, it's just, to me, I only play when the game is, got three or four suckers in it, and other than that, I try We got four or five
1: minutes. Uh, they're, they're all hearing you, and I'm done. Yeah, you're talking you're... to one of the suckers tonight because I can't get it done tonight.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's really, you know... But the, but the thing is, is, is is the reason why, you know, I've been getting invites to a lot of these private games is because, you know, I'm funny. everybody lo- I make everyone laugh. You know, I'm fun to play with. I don't take angles on anybody. I don't... I just, yeah, I play tight, and I don't give anything away, but you know what? You, I tell people all the time, a lot of these wizards, they don't understand why they can't get invited to private games or they can't. They don't bring anything to the table. You're either going to be funny, have fun, drink. That's why if you, they tell the, most of the pros, if you want to play in the game, you got to, you know, like I, I've told the story one time, like Brandon Cantu and Jungle got invited to the, this private game they said the only way you could play is take two two shots and a hit and a molly <laughs> and they fucking they were they were fucking fu- they don't even remember half the game they were rolling so hard so i think it's pretty funny but that that's what they're gonna do if you're gonna play you know if you're not if you don't bring uh a, a personality or something to the game they're gonna say uh well you know to even out the game you know take some drugs and drink if you want to play I don't know. I thought it was a pretty funny story, actually. But, uh, you know, so I'm trying to just, uh, you know, I've been lately kind of networking myself, getting myself into some good games, uh, try and make people laugh, gamble a little bit with them, do flips with them, you know, but... You know, I'm always going to be on the tighter side. I don't. I'm a type of guy. I used to be a sick fuck. I mean, I'm playing games now. I watch these people. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I used to be like five times sicker than these people. And I watch them now. I'm like, these people are sick. I mean, they bet a gamble on everything. But I I'm sitting
1: to, next to one of them right now.
0: I was not. You don't understand. I was the sickest. And and to look now through that lens. And unfortunately, you know, I, I had to learn the hard way. Uh, and I had to have a lot of bad things happen to me, and so I have, I do have respect for money now. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, uh, but uh, I mean, my girlfriend just left town, so I'm ready to fucking after the score I made the other day. I'm ready to hit the fucking strip bars. Ah! Uh-huh. Uh, I shouldn't say that online, Danny. Make sure you make sure it does not go online. No, you That's got it. Well, you guys have, have a good night. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go, go ahead, ahead, Mike? No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, one, one of the questions I have is a lot of people say, you know, the world, the, you know, the, you know, the $10,000 buy in, no limit main event game, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard other people say it that. Um, Spit it out. Spit it
3: out. Come the on. Hardest
1: game to, the hardest the hard, the hardest game to win is the um, is Omaha. Um, the, uh, the like the best players in the world play Omaha. Is that
0: true? I, I think so. Yeah. Whether it's PLO, um, the best the thing is is you'll notice the best PLO players are always down there at the end. The best Omaha 8 players. If you watch the 27 people that are left when there's three tables to go out of 200 in an Omaha 8 tournament or even out of a 1,000 in a 1,500 Omaha 8 person, like, you know 24 of the 27. So we're in Hold'em. There could be 27 left, and you've never seen 25 of them. So that's just... There's a lot more luck in Hold'em because of the deep stacks now, uh, where it used to not be so deep. And when there's deep, so many deep stacks, people are seeing more flops with more hands, which is going to make the going to make the um, uh, what's called going to be a lot more variance. You know, where in the Omaha Eight and the Omaha PLO, people are playing uh, no matter how deep the stacks are when there's no ante to have to deal with, they're able to either attack weak stacks or sit back when they're short stacks and stay patient and wait for them to get their money in good. So uh, th- that that's why you see the best players in the split games always down there and the PLO always down there and uh, hold them. There's always a different champion or, you know. Every, every well, thank
1: summer. you, because I was kind of curious of what a professional player thinks about that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: another question. I think you'll. I heard you. I heard you like the football. So my question to you is, who do you like tomorrow?
0: Well, I actually has had is really interesting year for me. So I I quit betting, but I I'm in a I was in a pick'em league in a suicide league, and I finished the year uh, out of the seventeen weeks, which is what. We have to pick 10 games a week, 170 games. So I finished uh, uh, 89 and 81, okay? Which, uh, you know, that's a losing year, but not that bad. If I was, if I would go 89 and 81 every year betting football, I would be worth millions. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> I, I never did that. But I always, on my top picks, I would pick like, 80% winners my whole life, but then I would grenade it all because I was a sick fuck and lose it all and all the rest of them. This year, like on my, I'm six and 13 on my number one picks and overall eight games over 500. So it's been a weird year. Um, it, I just don't know how the two favorites can possibly lose if you tease them together. I just think I think a two-team teaser on the favorite is just going to win the money this week. That's my opinion. I don't know. Um, totally but if Derrick Henry keeps running for 185 yards, how on the fuck are anybody going to win? You know what I mean? No doubt. So, I mean, if they're... My wife is- right you agree right I mean the guys I do my wife's a Kansas City fan and I I thought
1: I was going to die last week in the first quarter um she's born and bred there and I was really concerned well you would have if the coach
0: wasn't a complete moron I mean, Kansas City right. never wins the game The a coach, not a moron. He's got fourth down at the six-yard line in one inch, and he kicks the field goal, okay? He scores there. It's 28 nothing. It's game over. And instead, he kicks the field goal. They run the kickoff back to the other team's 30. They score, and then he fucking goes for a fake punt up 17 in his own 30. Are you kidding? And then they score again, and then the guy right on the kickoff It got hit right in the ball, pops right in the guy's head. Another score. I mean, just think about if me if I'm a Houston Texan fan. Fuck. First of all, I don't think I think O'Brien's a terrible coach, anyways. But you want to have an excuse to fire the guy, you should have fired him like ASAP. I mean. How he doesn't... He, I mean, I'm listening to him on Center. the excuse of why he didn't go for it and why he kicked the field goal. I don't want to hear those excuses from a fucking coach. Yeah, you know, it's Dollar stupid, you know? And okay. then the fake... Frank. he And then he, he can't go for it fourth and an inch on the other team's six-yard line, but he fake punts it at his own 30. He'd have been fired the next day. Kansas City, yeah, I do believe, is going to win it all, okay? But, but if... If they're able to go play action like Tannehill did went to put put them up fourteen nothing against Baltimore, and he's able to throw the ball deep and he's able to complete, their Kansas City is going to be in for a long day because man, if Derek Kent, this guy's the only guy in history to ever run for one eighty in three straight games. He ran for one eighty eight against them last time, and uh, the thing is, is Kansas City they, they 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 made the back end of their defense strong. Uh, to go against the new, the Patriots of the world uh, the uh, other passing teams that were in the conference uh, Chargers last year uh, they didn't expect uh, uh, a running team to be where they're at and their, their run defense is very poor very poor so if uh, they're able to control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field I mean they can pull it off I, I don't see it but, but I can pull it off, you know. So, anyways, enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Enjoy the fights. Are you watch are You guys gonna watch the, the UFC fights tonight or no? Uh,
1: I don't think we have. I don't think we're getting it. The harness race. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a great weekend, you guys. Enjoy the game. And I uh,
1: yeah, appreciate it, Mike. That's
0: you got right, it. Guys, great talking
1: to you. You got it, guys. Take care. Peace. Thanks, man. Bye.
0: Yo, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's up?
2: Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I got a question for you.
0: Yeah, who's this?
1: Um, this is Ryan. Hi, calling Ryan. from Virginia.
0: Okay, cool place. Hey,
1: been uh, yeah, I've been following your career a long time. I really enjoyed watching you play. But I got a question.
2: Um, if you could have done anything else with your life other than play poker, what do you think you would have done professionally?
0: Wow, uh, I was a lost soul when I learned how to play poker uh i was working for my parents in a furniture store i fucking hated it uh i was uh playing video poker machines gambling away everything i had i i hated that too um but luckily i i just fell into it and i mean poker's not a career i would ever recommend anybody because they you know they say you know one percent of the people become a professional football player one percent and that's true with everything and only one percent people make it in the poker world i mean it seems like right. oh, anybody can make it but no anybody could win a tournament but how many people could win on a consistent basis like i'm on a nice run now i think i've won 28 out of 29 sessions um and I've booked a lot of big wins, but I'm, I'm very game selective now, and I never was like that my whole life. Uh, me, I was always about put in the hours. The more hour, and I and I still believe that the more hours you work, the more, the more you're gonna make, you know. But because of my injury, because I'm in pain. I don't know what days I'm in pain. I, I just whenever days I'm out of pain, I go and play. And if there's no good game, I don't play. So I try and find myself uh, a game where I'm gonna be a, a good eighty percent to win in it, seventy-five percent maybe. Right. And, uh, and then I, I put I try and play those days, and it's been it's been a system that's worked for me. Uh, but I've been very fortunate that I have friends that have got me into really good games um, where I don't have to butt heads against all other great players. And it's really helped me out a lot lately. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I, most of the year of 2019, I was 85% pain free, but in November, the end of November, all the fucking shit that I was for 10 months that was gone, came back. So I've been going to the doctors, just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and how they could help improve that. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know what I would have done. You know, I, right now I love doing the podcast. Um, uh, I might be doing, you know, I might be doing some acting stuff. I might be doing, uh, cool. I, I mean, the, the days of me playing full time are kind of over because of my injury, but you know, I loved playing during the world series. Um, it's, you still play in the main event every year. Yeah. I play, I play 20 events every yeah. year. Uh, and, okay. uh, you know, okay. like the last three years, I've played 52 events. I've cashed 23 with with six final tables. Uh, I just haven't been able to get the bracelet. But, you know, that's uh, in a tournament poker when you're cashing 23 of 52 with six final tables. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Especially for that, somebody that doesn't play take that full every time. time yeah. You know, and I, I just wonder if I could just... Get myself pain free, or ninety percent pain free, like I well, like I was this summer when I crushed. You know how soon I'll be worth be a multimillionaire again? Because, but I'm in no rush, and that's the difference between me now and me before. Me before, whenever I grenaded my bankrolls, I just was in a rush to get all my money back. Now I'm just now Mm -hmm. that I've been through what I've been through, I've I've kind of learned to you know hey you don't need to be rich overnight just take your time just make sure you're in a position to never go broke again that's what I tell myself yeah. every fucking day and so uh, I'm I'm very protective you know I'm very I owe people a little bit more money I don't owe that much you know but I owe I, I owe if I run decent for a year I'll be out of debt and uh, then I'll uh, you know I'll be back on my feet and I don't really worry about anything You know, I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm doing now. So hopefully I'll I'll stay. That's good. I'm glad glad
2: to hear that. I'm rooting
0: for you. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, I appreciate you listening to the mouthpiece to all your friends. You know, I just try and make it as honest as I can be. And, you know, I, kind of speak to the heart and that's what I, uh, I've always done. And hopefully, uh, you know, people appreciate me for that. So,
2: yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Mike, All right, man. Well, good talking to you. you God bless you. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Later. All right. Yep. Yeah, Mike. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. This is Doug Polk. Uh, I just want to tell you that your podcast is
2: fucking lame, dude. And uh, I'm so fucking GTO, and I'm Doug Polk.
0: <laughs> Wait. is this are you my, doing tonight, Mike? This is my buddy, right? From fucking... Oh, uh, this is your buddy. Yeah. What are you doing, man? I'm Doug...
2: I'm watching the fights, man. Uh, Going over some Doug Polk YouTube videos, man. Trying to fucking improve my MTT game,
1: dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the biggest downswing of my life. I watched a couple videos, man, and I fucked everything up,
0: dude. I'm sitting here showing my, um, got edits my show. I'm showing them where we're staying, uh, Super Bowl weekend in Cabo. So I hadn't even, I didn't know where. I haven't even looked at it yet. It's pretty. We're kind of like pretty impressed with it. But uh how you been, man?
2: Man, I've been wonderful. I've been wonderful. It's good. it's good to hear your voice, brother. Yeah, um, it's been a I wanna crazy address week. a few I wanna address a few things. Um so is, is Joey Ingram just a shitty poker player? Like I've been noticing on Twitter, man, I have people no idea. like he, he like he he posted that he was looking for a, a podcast mate who's successful in poker. And a lot of people have really given him some shit about his own poker game. And I I, I was under the impression that he was at least a a profitable player, but apparently, according to Twitter, that might not be true.
0: Yeah, I have not a clue in the world. I just know that I win every day. Knock on wood. (laughs) And uh, I played, uh, let's see, uh, well, I, I don't know, I've won 20 seven out of the last 29 sessions with one loss I took took, took one loss which was for like 34k which I was so upset about myself because I said no long sessions and no big losses and I was so upset myself that I did that but I I said never let it happen again and I I bounced back the next uh, session and won 32000 back. And then the other losing session I had, I lost three uh, k. You know, and we're, these are playing really <laughs> That's big games. Yeah, they're playing big games. And so I've been fortunate, I, you know what I wish the most? But I I, 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 I deal with it is, like I've pieced myself out in these big games and I've Won so much money the last six months, but I've had. Don't, don't you love that? I've I've like literally Fucked put. Up, oh, I've like put over a quarter million in people's pockets, you know. But oh, I it's, know. it's it's I all know. good, you know. <laughs> Me, but it's it's able to. It's I know I've been able to build a my bankroll from zero to comfortably right now, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. about, I'm only about fifty k away from where i'm going to start paying out everybody i owe so uh i told myself that i'm not i did something this year which i should have done three years ago but i'm too honest of a guy to do it which is you know when i won big at the world series i paid out like 75 percent to people i owe Then I took two losses in a row and I was broke. And I did it two years in a row. And this year I said, I'm not paying anybody anything. Just wait till, let me get on my feet and I'll pay you all everything. And it's worked out well. It's worked out well. It's allowed me to build a bankroll. And now I. You
2: could have, you could have did what my boy did. I staked my boy in a 109 on ACR and he ships the motherfucker for 14K and then fucking blocks me.
0: That's awesome. Ah, that's great. No,
2: it's, he fucking blocked me and never paid me. What do you mean? Oh, he didn't pay you?
0: That, welcome <laughs> to the world of poker players. Just remember, oh, um, oh. I, uh, 50% of poker... Well, there's a lot of good players, but... There's a lot oh, man, of scumbags.
2: It's close, it's close to 50%. You're yeah, right on it
0: might run, be 50-50. I mean, there's so it's, many listen, scummy a players. a fucked
2: up game full of fucked up people, bro. They are. It's a <laughs> fucked up it.
0: lifestyle, man. You know, so, is, dude, you know, bro. I try to make the best of it. I, I've been around for so many years, and I... I I I mean I never in a in a 100 billion years could have imagined what's happened to me the last 10 years but you know yeah. you can't oh, yeah. blame anybody you got to look you got to just think positive 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 and go forward and that's what I've done and uh like to say I'm 50,000 away from starting to pay everybody I mean that's nothing that's like like maybe three winning days in a row and then the next thing you know right. All of a sudden, people are going to wonder how they're getting calls, and here come pick up ten, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Because that's what right. I'm going to do. I'm just going to pay. I made a. I made a. I made a, a deal with myself. When my bankroll reaches a certain amount, everything I make right. after that, I call people, pick up their money, and then if I book a losing session, I I don't pay anybody until I get back to where that bankroll is. Because you exactly. can't you can't survive if you pay everybody out. You can't. You're, you're not fault. in action. You can't make money. And people think yeah, you, like I'm. You're a,
2: playing against with your back against the wall, man. And right. you can't play this game. Yeah. with your back against the wall, you, you can't. can't. You'll you never can't. win.
0: You can't. If you if you start playing, you know, scared money or I have to win, you can't win. You know, and I've done that because right,
2: you're never making a hero. You're never making a hero call. You're folding fucking. Right. Super connected hands that you're afraid to play because you can't afford to take a fucking loss right it, it fucks your whole game up dude yes and I, it just destroys your whole game
0: and I put myself in situations where i I've been i'm I've kind of networked myself where I've got myself into some pretty good private games that are that you don't have to worry about making hero calls everybody kind of plays bad and straightforward. And so and they right, gamble. Right. So those are games <laughs> where I just kinda play A B C and I don't have to really worry about anything. And it's allowed me to kind of build myself up through that. Which, you know, is Absolutely. great. You know, poker, you know, all these people are you'll never you know, it's not about playing the best players in the world. Poker's about playing people that play worse no. than you. You know?
2: No, and, I'll be honest with you, the only reason that I'm able to play this game for a living and and I brother, I don't, it's not even like I have a hundred grand stashed away. I, I yeah. got a five figure bankroll, bro, and I'm able yeah. to not work and I'm able to play for a living right. and, and comfortably in a middle class environment, which yeah. is all I've ever wanted. But well, that's all, that's anybody only because, I, that's I, only because of game selection. Game selection is is the difference between being able to do this for a living and being able to do this for fun. But when your game selection everything. is incorrect and you're playing against competition that is better than you. That's a horrible that's a horrible E V move.
0: <laughs> well, it's kinda like that was my whole life. It was like I challenged everybody head up. I jumped in three of games with the best in the world. I didn't give a fuck. Right. You know? But right. you know, right. when all the bad things happen to me, I learn from it and I'm just always putting myself in a game where I'm either the first or second best game player just, and game when you're,
3: selection. You, fuck game, yeah.
0: Dude, game selection. I'll take a guy with the best game selection and money management over a guy who's plays a plus game at all times but plays in bad games and plays for 2 days straight. you have to wow. you have to know when to take a loss, you have to have great game selection and if you do that and you you, you can't lose. You just can't lose. No, you know it's you're That's absolutely. what you're poker's right. about. You're right, and man. it took me it took me way too many years to figure that out, you know. But Lucky okay. for me I figured it out and I'm doing well now and the only thing is, is my pain's been back and somehow I gotta figure out what's causing it and get myself back out of pain and as long as that happens I'm gonna be good to go. So hey man, Thanks, appreciate here, the man. call. Enjoy I the fight. I just want to holler
2: up. fuck Dunk Polk. Dunk Polk is a bitch
0: cuck. <laughs> wow, that's strong. All right, Cody, take care, my man. Have a good night, brother. Later. <laughs> The mouthpiece. I hope you enjoyed episode 33, year two of The Mouthpiece. Next week, we're going to have a really special guest. And then the week after, I'll be heading to Cabo for Super Bowl weekend. I'll be talking all about that next week. Thank you all for listening. I love you all. Enjoy. Peace. The Mouthpiece.